Welcome to Fringe Spirit, not your love and light podcast. Thank you for joining me for another episode. On today's episode, we are going to dive into karma. What is karma? How to recognize if you have these karmic cycles playing out in your life and how to heal from them and move past them. So what is karma? Karma, in my personal definition, is when something happens to you in a past life, traumatic, or something that you didn't heal from, something where you identify more so as the victim of something versus, you know, the perpetrator. Some Something happened to you in some way, and you didn't heal from it, in short. And so what happens is when we choose to incarnate, we make our contracts with the purpose of, I want to learn X, Y, Z. And to learn these specific lessons that we choose, we choose to incarnate into certain scenarios to have these specific experiences. So we choose these not so great experiences. We choose to have experiences that, you know, from this particular perspective, you wouldn't, why would I choose to lose my loved ones or to have cancer or to, you know, go through abuse, right? Why would I choose that? Well, from a higher perspective, which is the place that you're in when you're making these contracts, you know, I I need to experience this to grow and to learn and to learn these lessons, right? You can't learn the lesson of grief and how to handle it and move through it if you don't experience it, right? So we choose to incarnate into scenarios to allow for these lessons and these experiences. However, when we're in it, especially in a human incarnation where we have no memory, no recollection of this bigger picture concept and idea, and you know we're in a, a society that really kind of pushes that victimhood we typically end up not healing from them a lot of the times. So something happens to you in a past life, you didn't learn the lesson, you didn't heal from it, and now it continues to repeat lifetime after lifetime after lifetime. It's almost as if you, you know, this is the lesson I wanted to learn. I wanted to learn the lesson of empowerment. So I put myself in a disempowering situation so that I could learn how to empower myself and how to stand in that type of energy. So it's almost like you open that door to this disempowerment in order to learn this lesson, but you didn't make it through. And so you're, you opened the door, you stepped foot into this, this house <laughs> that is disempowerment and with the intentions of walking through the house and coming out the other end, right? But you never come out the other end. And so you just wander around in this house over and over. You choose to incarnate again back into the same house so that you can come out of it, right? To learn from it and sometimes it doesn't happen. We don't always fulfill our contracts. We don't always play out what we intended to. So we continue to play it out lifetime after lifetime after lifetime until we finally learn the lesson. So part of this, that part of what happens is when we don't heal from things, there's a little fractal of our soul that stays attached to that time, to that quote-unquote house, right? If we're, if, we're, if we're calling the lesson that we're trying to learn this house, th- this house continues to get filled with fractals of your own soul, 
fractals from each of these lifetimes where you did not learn the lesson. And, you know, essentially, at the end of the day, we want to retrieve all these fractals. We want to heal ourselves and we want to make ourselves more whole. And so, you know, you may have a a karmic cycle that began X number of lifetimes ago, and then almost every lifetime since you tried to relearn that lesson. You reincarnated back into that same house, but you never came out of it. So you could have dozens of fractals trapped from all these different incarnations relating to the same thing. Until you finally learn this lesson and you call back these soul fractals, it's going to continue to repeat. And so how, how do you notice this in your day-to-day life? You have to recognize your patterns. The karma, you know, the, a, a symbol, I guess, so to speak, for karma would be the circle. We're going around and repeating the same thing over and over and over again, right? When what we want to do is we want to be in more of a spiral. We want to evolve. We want to grow, Maybe we revisit the same house, the same lesson in a different way to learn, you know, stage two, phase two of empowerment, but it should be an evolution and a growth and not a continuation of repeat, repeat, repeat. So if you notice repeating patterns in your life, there's a good chance there might be something karmic there. There is something that you're, you need to learn if you keep attracting the same partner or if all of the males in your life seem to mirror each other, seem to be almost the same person, or maybe all of the friendships in your life seem to be the same thing over and over and over. Maybe you have the same difficulty with one of your parents over and over and over and over. You you have to recognize, we have to be more aware so that we can pick up on these things. Okay, so some common examples that may resonate with you that I find are some of the most common karmic cycles that a lot of us fall into. One is the empowerment. That was, you know, what I said before, it's, it's, we choose to learn the lesson of empowerment, right? Standing in my power, that confidence, right? It's that solar plexus energy, that, that height, the self-esteem, the confidence, the sovereignty, that I'm standing in my power and I'm not going to let other people control me. I'm not going to let other people dictate my life. I'm not going to be feel helpless and powerless to changing my life. So what do we do? We, If we want to learn the lesson of empowerment, we place ourselves in a situation where we are completely and utterly disempowered, where we feel like we have no control over our lives, where we feel like... Uh, powerless to change it, where we question ourselves. We don't trust ourselves, right? We don't have the confidence in ourselves, and we're constantly giving our power away. And one of the most common scenarios for this is narcissists, attracting, putting yourself in a situation where a very important relationship in your life is with a narcissist, whether it is a partner, a parent, or a, a friendship, another relationship in your life. So if you are finding that you constantly attract narcissists, there's probably a reason. So when you're in a relationship with a narcissist, they want to control you. They gaslight you into thinking that you can't trust yourself, that you're crazy, and that you need them. They, you find yourself in a codependent relationship because you think that they need, you need them, You have no power to get out of it. You don't trust yourself and you don't feel like you have the confidence or strength to leave the relationship. 
The answer is leaving the relationship. So the the lesson in empowerment with a relationship with a narcissist is, no, I have the confidence. I trust myself. This is not me. I'm not crazy. I have power and control over my life. I am sovereign. This person does not get to control me or manipulate me. I am confident. I'm standing in my power. I'm taking my power back and I'm going to leave this. I don't, I'm going to be independent, right? It's literally making a different decision instead of the decision to stay with a narcissist. So again, if, you, if maybe you attract narcissists and, you know, partner after partner after partner is a narcissist. Maybe your dad was a narcissist. And it's almost like every relationship continues on and on and on until maybe even they end it. Or a third party steps in and really shakes you, you know, shakes some sense into you. But you never actually gain the confidence to end the relationship yourself and learn that lesson of empowerment, you continue to attract the same thing over and over and over again. So that is, that's a very, very common example. And again, it's simply making a different decision. It's leaving the relationship and realizing that your worth is higher, is not based on someone else's opinion and, and all of that. Another very, very common karmic cycle that a lot of people fall into at some point, and these are, you know, usually past lives, but they continue on and on and through this life. So another very common one is what a lot of people call the witch wound. So the the witch wound, so to speak, is where you had a lifetime and most of us, and if you're listening to this podcast now where you're you're waking up, you're obviously curious and honed in on this world, right? You probably have this. You had a lifetime where you were a witch, a mystic, an oracle, a healer, a medium, uh, a psychic, whatever word they used in that era or you chose to use for, I use my metaphysical gifts, in any sort of way. It could be healing, right? It could be herbal remedies. It could be, you know, doing palm readings. It could be mediumship. It could be anything, energy healer. It could be literally any anything where you're using your metaphysical gifts, right? We're, which we all have. We all have these abilities. They're not, I don't even actually like using the term gifts because it's not a gift. We all have them. They're all, it's part of being a human, but That is a side tangent for another day. So what happens? You have a lifetime where you are, you know, totally tapped in and you're doing the thing. You're in your essence. You're what you came here to do and and to be. You got persecuted for it. Whether it was, you know, maybe your family disowned you. Maybe you got put in jail or maybe you got full on killed for it. That's a lot of them, right? Which trials, prime example. There's a lot of history where, and a lot of them are, you know, when you're a woman, because typically the feminine energy is on average, a lot of the time, more tapped in, right? Because the feminine energy is your intuition. And not that men are not feminine, because we should all have the balance of masculine and feminine. But when you're in a patriarchal society, and you're a woman, and you're in touch with your intuition, and you're doing this stuff, a lot of these societies throughout history and over time persecuted women for that kind of thing. 
not that it, there's not men that have had those. And you could be a man now and have had a lifetime as a woman. And you certainly could have been a man doing these things and been persecuted for it as well. But that witch wound, what it does is it creates this cycle because you didn't heal from it. Basically, you were like, I'm doing my thing. I'm here. What I, I'm doing what I came here for. But now something bad happened and then you don't heal from it, right? And you then shy away from it. So you, you it creates this cycle, lifetime after lifetime after lifetime, where there's this association with, if I use my metaphysical gifts um, or abilities, I will be persecuted for it. So it creates a fear. So some people... You know, they're super intrigued and they, they're ready to go and they want to connect with their spirit guides or their higher self or their soul family or whatever the case may be. Maybe they just want to use their, you know, learn how to use their intuition a little bit better. But there's this fear that comes over them and they don't even know where it comes from a lot of the time. They just feel almost paralyzed with fear and they don't know what to do. And it's probably because there is some rooted lifetime where something bad happened when the last time you did this. So again, that's a good example. Another really common one is freedom. You want to learn the lesson of complete freedom. And so you put yourself in a lifetime in in an incarnation in a situation where you do not have freedom because you wanted to experience it. You wanted to know what it felt like to not have freedom. And so maybe you have like the slavery kind of lifetime or uh, you could be a maid. You could be like a property. Maybe it was an era where women were property and you incarnated as a woman. It could be any number of things. And again, that plays out in this lifetime because you didn't heal from it. You didn't accept it and you were constantly in resistance to this experience. And so then this lifetime, no matter what you do, you feel like you don't have freedom, right? You feel like every time I try and gain freedom, it's taken away, Uh, you know, whatever the case may be. So those are some very common examples. So then it comes to how do you clear it? First, you clear the energy. This one's actually optional because we can clear our karmic cycles without even knowing that we had a past life doing XYZ. However, if you choose to tap into it, whether it's through yourself or working with somebody else who can do a past life regression or give you a past life reading, in my opinion, it truly boosts it and it makes it easier. It provides you the awareness and it does clear kind of that root energy. But again, this is optional. This isn't to say if you never did a past life you know, regression, you can't clear your karma. Again, it's about it's more about learning the lesson, making your way through that front door and then out the back door, right? Like making your way through the entire experience and learning, you know, learning what you came to learn from the experience. So if you learn the lesson, then you're good, right? So step one is clearing out that root energy, which again, in my opinion, is optional, but is recommended. Number two would be calling back those soul fractals. This is something that not many people go through this piece of it, but I find it is extremely important because like I said, all of these lifetimes. So if this is now and this is lifetime number one, 
assuming time was linear, which it's not, but for the sake of this moment, say it is, right? If this is when it started and then there's everything in between, all these lifetimes in between from when it originated and now that you didn't learn the lesson and it repeated. So there could be all these, you know, dozens of lifetimes of soul fractals that you're missing that need to be healed and brought back. So you want to call back your soul fractals. Once you clear the you clear the root energy, you call back your soul fractals. Then if it applies, you have to heal the inner child. Most of these, and this isn't all, and maybe it's not, you know, inner child from when you were young, young. It could be more from even five years ago version of you, right? Whatever version of you in this lifetime began to recognize and experience this pattern. And if it happened in a traumatic way, during, you know, something during childhood that you're still holding on to, you need to heal that part of you because healing the root of it does just that. It heals the root of it. You still have your current incarnation, right? Right now that you need to work with. So you have to do the inner child work. And that's a whole separate podcast episode. But I mean, that can take years to really fully heal the inner child, depending on what it is. So you work with the inner child, call back any soul fractals, even from this incarnation relating to that that inner child. And then you you start to reprogram. So when we have a trauma during childhood or at any point in our lives, but usually during childhood is when all of our programming is created, something happens and we create this association. So narcissist example. So maybe you had a narcissistic dad and he made you feel worthless and he controlled every aspect of your life and you felt like you needed to ask him before you did anything. Uh, which leads to then you don't you don't trust yourself you don't trust the decisions that you make you rely on other people you you give your power away all the time because you don't think that you have the ability to X Y Z right so it creates this association from childhood that. I can't make decisions for myself. I don't trust myself. I am not confident. I do not stand in my power, right? It creates all of that. So we need to reprogram that. And how we do that the old-fashioned way is we recognize our triggers when we're feeling triggered. So we need to recognize when those moments are coming up in our day-to-day life. So something happens, you know, someone looks at you to make a decision and immediately you're frozen because you're, you know, whether consciously or subconsciously thinking, I don't trust myself, I can't make this decision. You're paralyzed with fear because you don't even know how to make a decision. Um, Or you feel immediately like, I need to go ask my boyfriend, my girlfriend, my father, right? You immediately think, I can't make this decision without consulting in somebody else. In those moments of noticing where this wound is kind of playing out in your life, you flip it. No, I can make a decision. You make it so you you have to react and respond differently than you naturally would have. So instead of going and consulting uh, whoever, or asking permission, right? That's another thing, that control factor, where you almost feel like you need to ask permission from everyone. You know, this is still with this narcissist example. And instead say, nope, I'm going to make the decision. I don't need to ask anyone's permission. Yeah, sure. I'm going to go out to dinner with you after work, right? I don't need to ask permission. I don't need to ask if it's okay. And it's making a different decision, right? Right. 
And that, and then reminding yourself, I am safe to trust myself. I trust myself. Affirm the opposite of whatever you're feeling. So if you're feeling, I don't feel safe to make my own decisions, affirm, I am safe to make my own decisions. And then make your own decision. Don't just say it. Don't just, don't just talk about it. Be about it, right? So you have to, you affirm it, right? You speak it into the world. You speak it into existence. You're telling your body and yourself these things. You're reminding yourself of these things. Your words are very powerful. But beyond just the words, beyond just the thoughts and the intangibles, there's the action, the action behind it. And the action is, I'm going to go do the thing. So you have to recognize in your day-to-day life when this is playing out and you need to do the opposite. And you don't just do it once, it takes time. And then over time, you will absolutely find that your natural reaction will be different. You won't have to constantly remind yourself. You won't constantly have to you know, say all these affirmations and talk yourself into it. It will come naturally, but you do have to do the hard work in order to get there. So you have to create this, these new associations. You have to remind yourself, I am safe. I trust myself. I am confident. I take my power back. You have to recognize where you're giving your power away so you can take your power back and you can be empowered. So if, you're, if it's a lesson of empowerment, at the end of the day, you need to get yourself to a point where you are feeling empowered. What does empowerment look like and feel like to you? right? And you have to recognize in your day-to-day life where you are not empowered, where you are giving your power away. And you have to do the opposite. Then the final, in my opinion, most of the time, the final step is passing the tests. So you learn the lessons, you reprogram your brain until you're no longer having these different, you're not, you're reacting naturally in different ways. And then at some point, you're going to get hit with a test where something is going to come back around and really trigger you, right? So again, if, you're, if it's the narcissist example, so you, you did all the work, you're feeling real good about yourself, you're a confident bitch, <laughs> and you're standing in your power, you're not giving your power away to anyone, and a couple years go by, and then all of a sudden, you meet this, this guy, and he starts to have the same red flags as the narcissist before. And you start to recognize, like, this guy's a fucking narcissist. He's trying to take my power away. And this is the part where a lot of people get hung up on because they think, why am I attracting this guy if I already healed this? Why is this happening if I already healed it? It's happening because it's testing you to see if you actually learned it. And this is where people, they get really discouraged and they think, well, if I if I did everything right, if I healed it and if I'm, you know, truly this new empowered version of myself, I shouldn't be attracting this, right? Law of attraction, right? You have to you pass the test. You got to pass the test. The universe is going to say, "Okay. You say you learned the lesson. You say that you're standing in your power. You say that you're confident." Let's let me give you the ultimate test. Let me tempt you in the most tempting way to go back to your old patterns and habits. And some people do fall into that because, again, they get discouraged or maybe they didn't do enough of the work or whatever the case may be. But you will get tested at the end. And do not let that part discourage you because it can feel discouraging until you realize what's happening. If you recognize this is the test. And then you can almost feel like, well, shit, like if I'm being given the test, like I must be in a really good place. Like I must have done all the work, right? 
and and go past that test with flying colors. Tell that guy to fuck off. <laughs> okay, so that is your typical traditional karmic cycles in a nutshell. And we will get more into maybe some of the karmic debt stuff on another episode. In the meantime, have a good one. Clear your karma, connect with your inner child, and pass all of the tests. All right, thank you. Bye-bye.